Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to Positive Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Brenda Batista. Brenda helps business leaders to unlock their team's potential and boost business results with a customized roadmap to achieving success. In this podcast, we talk about mindset, corporate culture, management, positivity, and much more, as well as how Brenda got into the work and roles that she has. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win Go along and tell a friend Marathon, you know the game Keep on running, never end Getting better, make a man Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it Positivity, 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 Tune in Brenda, is, uh, it's great to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well, Adam. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, no, you're welcome. It's, uh, it's, great, it's great to have you on. And um, I just kind of thought I'd introduce you and talk about how you kind of got into what you do because you're the president of Inspiring Company Culture and you help like people and businesses and, you know, teams of people, you know, it's kind of, unlock their potential and you know get better results uh how did you kind of like you know get into this kind of field and you know what's it what's it kind of involved involved in what you do mm-hmm. so it actually came from from two perspectives one was personally um you know as, as my career was progressing um it was going along well so i don't want to say it was bad career but it, it was it was it felt limited and I was thinking, how can I, I change the results? So how can I get more? How can I be better or involved in conversations that, you know, would, would help me get promoted or to the next level. And then I wanted the same thing for the team that I managed because I thought, well, if it's happening to me, 
not that I'm limiting their growth, but they're also limited to their exposure of how they can develop themselves. And I thought, God, how can we do this? We got to be able to do this in a better way. And um, the the company I was working for was, it has its, its bits and fits of uh, being a little toxic every once in a while, because they would acquire another company and then you try to, you know, smush all the people together and who's actually in charge. And it just seemed like a, you know, just a mixture of people trying to one up each other or try to put somebody else down. That's just not really being collaborative and, and working as a full team. So I said that this, yeah, no, this is not enjoyable. So how do we change yeah. this? And that's how I got into changing it for my team and what kind of tools and techniques to make it better for my team. And then I, I think by, by, by accident in a way, but intentional in another, it's that positive peer pressure that other people see how much we as a team enjoy working together. And they're like, what, why, why are you, why are you guys so happy? Right. <laughs> if people want to know that they, they, they see that little spark of, of excitement or happiness. And they're like, how, how do you do that? Can I, how can I be a part of that? Right. And so, you know, you kind of create this magnet of people want to learn more about how to create a, a healthy culture Everybody's involved. Everybody's for each other, meaning we work together really, really well. And we're there for each other's development and growth as a team. And, and by doing those different, uh, implementing different techniques, then, you know, I, I was able to get my team. We still had vacations and holidays and everything that we needed to do, but we saw 20% increase in our productivity or the amount of stuff we were able to get done that was meaningful stuff, not just stuff randomly. Um, and I had no voluntary turnover where it was different because the rest of the company was running about 20, 25% turnover, um, voluntary turnover. There's people like I have enough of this and they're out. Um, so we, you know, definitely created something that was very special there in that company. And now what I do is because I love doing that so much, I, I just replicate it with other people in other teams. It doesn't matter really the size of your company. If this is just something that you want, you know, that you want that, that goodness to kind of spill over into everybody. That's what I help people do, figure out how to do that. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's definitely key, you know, in society today. And that can be, you know, the make or break, I think, for a lot of different companies based on their, their staff and how, you know, how the uh, employees feel, you know, when they arrive at work and that that balance and um, especially, you know, in the corporate environment, there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of uh, targets that need to be met. So I think, as you said, to try and have that fine balance where, you know, where people are happy in their workplace and, you know, if they're, I'm sure you've noticed that people are happier in their job, they're going, you know, they're going to perform better for the company and the company is going to do better as well. And I think like, especially now there's a lot of pressure on people and, you know, people's mental health. And I think, like you said, to strike that balance where people, you know, being appreciate, appreciative for what they do as well. Exactly. And um, I guess I would say I had the benefit that we were remote. And, and I, I say it's a benefit because I think people now were recently forced into being remote teams where you all aren't working together. Um, but it, it's a different dynamic, but you can still create that culture where everybody's for each other. 
and um, you know, just that collaborativeness. We were spread across different time zones and in actually different countries, but still we're able to get stuff done and seemed as if we were neighbors, you know, or office mates or whatever, even though we weren't. And, and it's just, you know, that this sharing that, that ability to do that and to get that understanding of what makes each one of us individually tick and what made us excited and what made us sad, meaning I don't want to do that. I'm really bad at this one thing and I hate doing it. Please don't ever ask me to do that. Um, hmm. You know, and, and helping people, helping us balance that out because some, I had people in the team that one person's, oh, I hate that was another person's, oh, I love that. I will do that all day. I will literally do that, you know, hour after hour. And some of us were like, ooh, really? Okay, well, then you're here, here, we'll let you handle it, you know? So um, it, you just, it's finding that, 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 that spark that makes people really get into sync and highly effective. Yeah, exactly. And would you, would you say like, you know, the communication with, you know, your employees and getting to know them is, is quite a big thing, you know, in the workplace and business. I think like from, from my own personal experience, I've worked in some places where, you know, the managers or certain people don't really get to know you or they don't really appraise you. So you kind of, you know, you don't feel as great compared to probably some other jobs where you might be praised or you're, your manager or your boss takes an interest in you, gives you that that support and communicates with you. And I'm I've had this conversation with a few people who, you know, have been feeling unhappy and they're like just wanting to be a, to be praised or to have that that positive kind of regard from, you know, someone in the hierarchy to tell them they're doing they're doing a great job or, you know, to take that interest in them. And I think it's it's so important i think i think we it's like one of our needs as a person isn't it we 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 want to be uh, appreciated for our work and what we do yeah absolutely I, I think one of our our human fundamental needs is is that need for significance and i don't mean that oh i'm the expert and i'm the center of the universe it's just that acknowledgement that hey i'm here i exist and I am actually contributing to your team in a meaningful way, you know, whether that's your team, your community, your family, whatever, I think, you know, that kind of expands out. Um, the people just want to hear that every once in a while, not, not be taken for granted, but have that appreciation and that acknowledgement that, yes, I'm here. And yes, you value me. Um, it, it's so important. I, I read a study, from, I think it was from 2018, that mentioned that um, when people decide to leave their job, the reasons that they cite when they leave, oh, I want more money or this, this firm or this company, whatever, offered me more money or they offered me you know, something that you didn't offer. Um, and they, they always put it in this kind of tangible thing that, that it's like, it's, it's not personal, right? But, but actually, if they ask them, how could we have prevented you from leaving? The number one answer was you could have asked me that question like three months ago and shown mm. that you were interested in having me stay. Yeah. And I, it's so powerful to me. That was so powerful, such a powerful finding. It was like, yeah, we just got to get with people ahead of time. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's just touching base with people. Isn't it, I suppose. And just trying, trying to find that, 
taking that a little bit of your time out your day to communicate with, with your employees and I think it's that time aspect isn't it I mean you could talk to somebody for a couple of minutes and that could that could be the difference between them you know leaving the job and feeling you know regarded I mean I, I remember I had it with the manager and they was like you know on a scale of one to ten how important is it you know because I wanted to talk to them and then it kind of made me feel like oh so you know I'm not important in this in this role they don't care about what's going on you know all of these things and you and you, you can go on a spiral and as you said it you know like a lot of people sometimes might leave and it could have been avoided based on you know a small conversation but I think like you know with technology now and like you said a lot of people working remotely I think there is probably a lot more kind of support and kind of that kind of community feeling because everyone's in the same boat aren't they really you know if people are working remotely in company they can all touch base in the zoom call and, and that kind of thing probably well yes absolutely I, I, I think you know some people it depends on your if you're introvert introverted and you get your energy from yourself and kind of self-propelled or the extrovert who gets their energy from others um i, I think the remote setting definitely has a different impact on those two kind of mindsets, right? Because the in, the introvert, it's like, okay, I'm good until I need something from you, right? The extrovert is like, I, I need to know there's somebody else out there. Aren't we still a team, right? They're just kind of reaching for, for let's connect. Um, so, so what I've done to kind of balance that with my teams, uh, the first thing is that I did was, is acknowledged that everybody on the team is a leader that's not by title, right? So I, I'm not all into, hierarchy is required because the business requires it, right? It's just the organizational structure. It's like, okay, fine. But I, because I hold the organizational title, I am responsible for a lot of other worries that you guys don't have to. And, you know, I'm, I'm the one who's gonna get in trouble when things don't go well or when they do go well. Um, you know, I, I have an extra responsibility. That's all that means, like responsibility to the business related to revenue and so forth. But the entire team, everybody else is a leader because I, the way I, I did it was implemented to the standpoint of we have to understand our leadership voices. And there are five different ones. This is a different, you know, kind of approach you think some people know Myers-Briggs or DISC or something like that. This is a, a spinoff of that that kind of blends a couple of them, but looks at the entire team dynamic and say, how can we succeed as a team? So I, I had all of us um, do our assessment to know what our leadership voices are. And we typically have two that are, are like our primary voices that we operate in most of the time. And as we mature and age, we experience, you know, we, we get better at floating into the mode that we need to be in given the situation, but knowing those top two help. Then I, I said, Let, let's now talk about what your strengths are. So what do you really, really love to do? And what do you would like to learn how to do better? So that's kind of that growth, that development part, because we're going to share that as a team. Now, now, granted, I had a smaller team. If you have 100 people, this is much more difficult to do with. But if you have a team of less than 20, certainly you can do this. 
and that everybody knows what everybody else is working on, kind of their development edge. And the reason they're all leaders is they're there to support each other, right? It's like, oh, well, you know, Adam wants to get better on this thing. Oh, okay. We can help him, right? It's not to pick on and say, oh, he's really bad at that. And, you know, we're just going <laughs> to pick on him about being, it's just to be there <laughs> yeah. for each other, you know, in, in every instance. And that's what it was about. And then we had a common vocabulary or way to talk about it with each other and to challenge each other, but yet support each other. So that was, that was, I always made assignments based off of that challenge support type of matrix where I would say, okay, well, you know, Adam wants to grow in this area. So let me, Mm. let me give him an assignment that will help him stretch, but also support him to be there to say, I know you're not going to do it perfectly and I'm not expecting that, but I am here for you when you get stuck. I am your sounding board, right? I'm here to brainstorm with you. Actually, the rest of the team is here to brainstorm with you too, because they know what your growth areas are. And that's why we're all together there as leaders, right? Because now the team members step in as leaders for each other saying, let me help you. Oh, this is something really good. So let me, let me help you give suggestions or let me help brainstorm with you. So, you know, it kind of works in in that way. And um, then when it comes to, team meetings and that sort of thing. I was very intentional with the agenda and starting with your successes or gratitude for the day we were meeting weekly. So the weekly gratitude at the beginning and celebration. So it could be a personal celebration, like, hey, it was my birthday, woo. Or it could be a project celebration, whatever that person felt that they wanted to say. And and I'll say it kept it, it kept it, anchored in that we are people, not just bots creating projects and being productive. You know, we're here kind of like a a family in a way, loosely related family, but still. um, And that's how how we functioned to to get through everything. Yeah, no, I really love that. And I really resonate with that. And I think that's, that's so key to create that, that kind of community and that family you know, kind of vibe in that workplace. And as you said, you know, everyone has their own role and everyone is, you know, in some respect, like, you know, they're in, like leader in the company and it's that like driving force in the company. And, you know, you're all kind of working together and there's that communication. And I think as you, as you mentioned that Myers-Briggs uh, test, would you call it a test? Uh, well, assessment. Um, uh-huh. That's really effective. And I, I, I took that, um, I saw it online, I talked that a few times and it really kind of puts you into a profile, isn't it? Uh, into like a profile of, you know, who you are and what your strengths are and, you know, your personality and you can really kind of identify with, you know, the role you get. Because I think I think I got the INFP on, on mine mm-hmm. and, I, and I really resonated with it. And I think it said... I get bored, you know, with tedious tasks sometimes or certain things. And I was like, that, it kind of, it gave me a lot of clarity because I was like, that makes sense. You know, like that's, that's why I felt X, Y, Z doing X, Y, Z. And I think, as you said, to, to have people, you know, knowing what their strengths are and, you you know, utilizing their strengths and, you know, their weaknesses to, you know, propel themselves forward and what they've got to do. And I think, as you said, 
you know, just being there for your employees, you know, it, it breaks the ice. It makes you feel, it's like a safety net almost with your boss, you know, or manager is like, you know, I'm here for you, That you know, and this kind of thing. Well, exactly. And, and for, for me, back to the why I created it, I felt that that was missing for me. I, I didn't have that type of support. I didn't have that, um, you know, at, at the, the level of my colleagues and my boss that wasn't happening. So I wanted to make sure it did happen for my team. Um, and now that I work with, you know, small to medium sized businesses, it's the same thing because I know, one, I know what it feels like and we can't give a return on investment measure for what it feels like, but it feels better. And you normally see that as people don't leave you. They, they want to be part of your company. And then you have the opposite problem of, oh my gosh, I have more people coming to me and want to be part of the team. I can't afford to hire them yet, right? You have to grow your, yeah. you have to grow your business to bring them on. So that's a great problem to have. Um, but on the other hand, it helps you really create a, a highly effective team because what I do is not just the individual, um, you know, individual person's respective, you know, INTJ, which is mine, or, mm. you know, or, or, or whatever. It's, it's blended into this five leadership voices because you need all the voices on your team to be really effective and I take a team approach. So yes, we have to have individual, right? Because we feed into that. But mm. as an individual then, I mean, as a team, collectively, where do we set? How do we unlock our capacity and potential then? Because m most teams, um, when you put them together, yeah, they're about 60% effective, maybe, maybe, generally speaking. Um, and so I always find room that we can amp them up, meaning unlock different things about their styles to get them into 80 to 90% effective. And you would be amazed at, at how much as a business, more capacity you have to take on um, as a team, how much more you can, you know, really achieve by, by what would seem like small tweaks. They are small tweaks, but it's the practice. You have to do these things over and over and over again to make mm. them a behavior, a change is something that you do on a regular basis. You know, it's not like, well, I'm going to do one intervention and voila, we are done. We are fixed. Mm. <laughs> if people would only work that way, that would be great. But no, you know, so um, yeah. it, it's over time, but it's extremely effective. Um, you just have to practice it you know, like every day. That's it. And I think, you know, there's, there's that kind of deep purpose, isn't they really with, you know, people and as you mentioned, you know, we, there's more to that person just doing that job, if that makes sense. And people aren't, mm -hmm. you know, just people aren't robots and people, you know, people have their own lives and their own mental health and there are things going on. And it's like tapping into, you know, getting people to tap into, you know, their, their strengths and, you know, really looking at, how they can progress and you know how their work is going and that kind of communication and having that that empathy and understanding isn't it for for that person in a person-centered way and i think like you know a lot of a lot of businesses don't do that and i think there are a lot more a lot more businesses now though who are kind of you know kind of leaning towards that approach uh because i think it's it's more highlighted now i think 
you know, kind of how people are feeling. And I think how people feel and, you know, how they are on themselves kind of, it, it can it can make a business grow and I think it can you can it can have also have the opposite effect because it's like if people aren't okay and they're not happy and they're stressed out it's it's going it's going to surely affect your business and you know how your relationship is with that with those people that's that's absolutely true and I I see it more in family-owned businesses because mm. it's the family, the hired family. And then the, you have to have a conversation about why aren't we as effective? Or, you know, the business owner also happens to be, you know, the grandfather of the family. It's like, oh, well, yeah. we have to do this extra respect sort of thing. It's a harder conversation, but it's still one that needs to be had because you, you do have to challenge the mindset of that person or that yeah. person has to challenge the mindset of the family, you know, whichever is like, oh, I hired my grandkid just because they couldn't find a job anywhere else. Mm. That's not the reason to hire them. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not going to make for a truly effective company. And that yeah. dynamic really can limit the growth uh, of, of some of a place. And so it's always, it's good to have that outside perspective um, to come yeah. in and say, yeah, okay. Y'all related, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've I've definitely seen that in some places I've worked, like restaurants or places, uh, and the boss has somebody who's you know a cousin or a family friend or something like that. But you know, it it was just kind of having a negative effect on like the business. But like you know, I could see it, you know, from a new employee. But I think the put you know the owner deep down you know could see it, but didn't want to you know didn't want to fire them because they felt bad or didn't do x y z and i think as you said it right. can have that negative effect even though they might be you know financially helping that person but it's that kind of gap between isn't it and I, you see that on like uh gordon ramsay you know that, that program where he goes to places and they've got problems in the business and that's because you know it might be a close relative or someone but they don't want to fire them and all this but they're losing yet you know however much money mm-hmm mm-hmm and that and that's that's exactly that's exactly true. And it can be also the person who is the business owner that they're mm. so um, so controlling that they don't want anybody else's opinion or or idea. And that's actually one of the leadership um, voices. You do need that person on your team. And the the construct that I follow that person's called a pioneer, meaning that yeah. they are all into results and um, very driven, which is wonderful because you want them to have that. They're very strategic in their thought process. Mm. They really don't care to gather anybody else's opinion on anything. <laughs> and so yeah. as you can tell, that's going to be a detriment at some point. In the beginning, when they're starting up a company, that's fantastic because you need that drive. You need to push. You need to push through no matter what, because yeah. you know being an entrepreneur is not easy. Um, but then once you grow and you have some regular revenues, it is good to have other opinions of, well, mm. what can we do next? Or how should we, how can I be more profitable? Or because they maybe didn't go about it in the, the best way. They went about mm. it in a way, their way. Yeah. And so having other people who ask questions, right? It's like, well, how are we going to do this? That's also a voice called a guardian voice. They, they like 
process, but they are also great at protecting resources. So if you've grown mm. to a certain level, this guardian type of person is going to say, well, let's make sure we maintain that. So yes, they are a little risk averse, but that's a good thing because you need that to balance with the person's like, the heck with everything else. I'm just going to go do it. Um, well, <laughs> you can go do it and you might actually not have a company when you're done. So you do need, right, this kind of checks and balances uh, about it. And mm. I was, and we know we're talking about entrepreneurs now, but I would say the same is true in a corporate setting. Yeah. If you've got somebody who's ahead of a department and they're off and about and you're like, oh, oh, how are we going to get this work done? They just made a bunch of promises that the rest of us have to fulfill. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, no, I see it definitely. And I think that's why it's so important for like, for, for meetings, do you think, you know, to have those kind of like, like meetings where people can discuss how things are going and have that people share their different opinions and different um, perspectives on things to get that, that narrative from other people. Because I think like I've worked in some places and, you know, they never really did meetings. So like the kind of the same problems just kept on happening because it wasn't being discussed and it wasn't being dealt with. You know, would you say like they're, they're pretty important, you know, like, cause like you said, there's that, it's that, especially if, if the boss or the leader who's in charge is kind of stuck in their ways. And as you said, they're, they're kind of driving the ship that that same person could also kind of, you know, kind of sink that kind of business as well. If they, if they're not, having these extra kind of opinions or like, you know, having that, that feedback where they can discuss things. And I think, you know, some people sometimes fear bosses or they fear the manager. It's like, it's not the way to be. You know? Like you think, you know, what, what fun is it to be in a place if you fear the manager coming in or the boss, you know, like the, I mean, that, that's quite, you know, old fashioned, but that still happens in some places. And I've, I've experienced that. And people think, Oh, Oh, quick, quick, you know, look busy. The manager's here. And it's like, well, you know, that's kind of part of your job, but you know, um, there should be that, they, you know, there should be that kind of balance, you know, between it all. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm laughing because when you said, oh, the boss is here. I do remember working at one spot where, where we were actually in different um, rooms, but cubicles and somebody would literally email everybody, she's here. <laughs> and you're like, uh-oh. I mean, Gosh. and everybody's all, all of a sudden sits the greater attention or something I, I, or stops conversation or it, they, they just literally about face, whatever you were doing, it just, you just felt like uh, it's uncomfortable. I should change what I'm doing because here she comes. Um, and while that, while that person had, you know, had a, a, an aura of, of authority, Mm. which is is helpful at, at times because if you're in a, in a meeting that's going sideways, you want somebody with authority so people kind of settle themselves a little bit. On, on the other hand, it uh, was like too much, right? Because like, oh gosh, we can't even, I can't even ask you about how is today going Did, yeah. or how's your weekend? Do you have any weekend plans? You know, the social thing seemed to be inappropriate or something she wouldn't tolerate which is why the email came across. She's here, right? <laughs> to oh, announce gosh, everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's really bad for, mm. you know, for morale. Um, and it creates that, that sense of um, entitlement that if she spoke to you, oh, you were special. 
right? Yeah. And that shouldn't be because she's actually in charge of she's in charge, I agree. Um, mm. but that as a leader, you don't you don't want to set put that I'm a, on a pedestal and you're beneath me. Um because it, it just it doesn't it doesn't feel good as the and then you you create this environment of oh everybody's trying to climb to be on on the next pedestal or to be exactly yeah. like her. It was it was um very toxic in that way. Not that people, well, some people actually did argue, right? When she wasn't mm. around, they would argue and, and, and get into arguments about who was right and who was better. I'm like, Gee, yeah, that's not very helpful. We're here as a team to work together. So collaboration completely goes out the window when you, and you create as a leader, when you create that environment. So I always, I always say folks, you know, whether you own the business, where you're a department head or a team leader, whatever, take a look at yourself and say, wait a minute, what does this, if I'm on the other side of this, what does this feel like? Would I want to be part of that? Or when I was part of that in the, my past, did I enjoy it? Because now's your opportunity to change it. And I say that because I think a lot of us are, are products of, of what we've experienced so we think, oh, once I quote unquote arrive, that's now my opportunity to repeat that process. And like, no, please don't, <laughs> don't, don't yeah. make it the same as it was. Because remember what it felt like; it wasn't great. And so, how can we change it? And I think each of us has that opportunity to change it and to make things better, so that the next generation that comes up will never have to experience that. And it would have something that's like, mm. oh, yeah, it's wonderful here. And now I'm a lead and I'm going to do this. And I just think we all have that obligation and responsibility to do that. Yeah, I think that's a really, really great point you mentioned. And I think it just shows you how it's, it's so important to have that good, healthy kind of company and leadership and, you know, management and all of these all of these things interlink, you know, the people on the ground floor, the, you know, the, all the different layers of the business all kind of interlink. And it's like, you know, like, um, there's that, that quote that people sometimes use and it's like, uh, you know, shit rolls downhill kind of thing. It's like, <laughs> you know, it all has, it all has an effect. It's a bit like, um, I think they call it the layer cake, you know, it all kind of, all kind of waters down if, if the boss is okay you know they're not okay and it's going to affect all the you know all these different people and you know it just shows you how how important it is to to have that healthy workplace um if possible and uh it, it's just it's just a lot better for everybody i think we're kind of you know more so moving towards that you know like we're moving away from that kind of old kind of culture if you know what i mean that kind of say 1980s mm -hmm. 80s you know that you know um kind of robotic culture but um it it's like you said that that person who's in that role who might be neg being negative might have experienced that in another place or they've had that with someone they've worked with and then they embody that and all that, that and they think oh that's the way to be that's that's strength that's how you be as an authoritarian figure you know i think yeah you need to put you you know if, if if you need to put your foot down you need to put your foot down but you don't have to be you know negative and to be you know a dick about things it's that you know that, that balance mm -hmm. it's like when i worked in one place you know the boss came in you you knew when he was there he had that kind of aura that vibe but he wasn't negative 
you just kind of mm-hmm. you you know you you had to switch on you know but it wasn't a negative vibe and there's that 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 balance isn't it there's that dif- difference where some bosses or owners you know have got that that vibe and that auditory and they're not negative you know and there's that there's that kind of spectrum of it yeah absolutely and i think things are are definitely changing now um you see more 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 businesses um kind of a, a groundswell in other words they're, they're starting from i, I don't yeah. they they may actually be starting from the i don't want that that culture where to get ahead i have to be seen because that means I'm going to be here. I'm going to spend my entire life in the office. Who wants that? Now that we're remote, that changes a little bit. But still, it, it's the I have to see you in order. It's, it's that FaceTime. We call it FaceTime, not the not the app. Yeah. <laughs> the actual yeah, time yeah. I see your face in the office space. Yeah. That um, the more I see you, I know you're working and you're going to get ahead. And that's not necessarily the case. So some people kind of fed into that. And I think that's that's um, old school, not in a good way. Um, yeah. That, that made things made things tick. I also think that your your comment about you know people being basically an asshole, thinking that that's what they have to do to get ahead, um, that was also demonstrated to them, right? That that's what it would take, and and then it continues. Um, I would say as a woman, I had to. to one work in in some environments that were all male it makes it it's a tougher dynamic for us sometimes because um how do you get ahead you know and and some of the socialization things that happen well you don't participate in the same way and then you do pick up characteristics that when you go to another company where it's not male dominated necessarily um you you know you kind of exhibit characteristics that Mm get labeled in a way that aren't helpful to you. Like, well, yeah, she gets her stuff done, but boy, she's the bitch. You know, who wants to work with her? It's not, yeah, yeah that's um, not particularly helpful in that. And, and again, that's the reason with teams I, I, I work on understanding <laughs> you have to know yourself. first. Yeah, you have to know cool. yourself to lead yourself and then to lead others. You have to understand what you are doing and what your natural tendencies are because some of them are fantastic and other ones are like, Ooh, yeah, that's the reason people respond to you a certain way. You know, you have to know that about yourself and have to be that you have to be vulnerable enough to be reflective. Then that's a big step. And that's a huge step for a leader. And that's really what makes a leader versus a quote unquote manager. Because hmm. a manager just wants to know if you're there, can they see your face? Are you doing stuff? Give me progress reports. I know this sounds micromanaging because that kind of goes to it, but it, it's more about are you doing stuff, right? So they're they're more on the reporting and exactly details of every little thing. Are you getting your work done, right? Versus are you growing? So are you getting your work done? That's a management question. Are you growing as a professional? That's a leader question. How can I help you? grow mm. leader question manager's not going to ask you that yeah that's that's a really good point and i think that kind of like 
you know, brings a lot of clarity, clarity to me, you know, like thinking back to places that I've worked, I think I was yearning for those kind of questions to be asked, you know, and some managers I met and they were, you know, they, they would ask those questions, um, you know, because they would, you know, that they, they had that leader in them, you know, they kind of was in that kind of space, mm-hmm. whereas majority of the managers that I worked with, you know, wouldn't ask that. And I think that's because that's something that I yearned for, you know, I think, you know, that kind of, instead of just, you just doing your job, you know, how can I help where you, you know, where you want to go with this? And it's like that arrow being pulled back, isn't it? think that's the kind of like the difference to it you know like that that they're supporting you in, in where you're at and i think it's so important to have effective leaders you know in you know in the, in the workplace and i think people probably need you know to be educated on this or they, you know these these kind of like topics you know need to be i think highlighted a lot more because i think it will it will address you know, a lot of, lot of problems people may be experiencing. I mean, there's definitely people who might be listening to this who, you know, might might be going through some of the things we spoke about. Um, or they might have, you know, good leadership and management. I think there's, there's completely like so many different spectrums of it. And it, it's so important that, you know, we have these kind of conversations and that, you know, the, through the work that you do, you know, it's, it's uh, having a positive impact. And it's it's work. I, I it is a passion for me because I I I I see the difference it can make in an individual and a team. So for your individual well being, and for the team's well being, um, when it's embraced, I also see the opposite side of that when nobody wants to talk about it or they're assuming it's done or they leave it to HR to take care of. It's like some sort of HR project that. Um, they they go to a workshop. It's like one and done. Like oh yeah, I did that. Okay, yeah, I I, I took that leadership course. Mm-hmm. But did you practice it? Are you practicing it? Do you have somebody holding you accountable to make it a reality for yourself and for the people there? Because if not, you're really not. You you still you're still back into where you were. You took a class. That's nice. You know, this is about actually doing something and making a difference because it makes a difference in everything you do. Mm. And um, I think it really changes your attitude personally, but then also for the team. And then it, it makes, I believe, because I'll say this for myself, it makes you better at handling the unexpected and being creative in what you can do to, to help the team achieve or you know to get out of some sort of issue. There, there's not really, um, there aren't showstoppers. There's not something that makes that crushes you down. It's like, oh, I'm never mm. going to resolve this. Because you see the power of your team, you know them, you share it with them, but then you also get creative about, okay, what can we do? And so that, you know, it, it just, to mm. me, it's so powerful. And I, I see that, I see how it makes the difference. And I, mm. I say the younger that you are, and if you can do this, earlier on in your, your career or your, even your studies, because I would say university students is, you know, it's, it's a good thing to, to learn about yourself. Yeah. Do it earlier. So you understand how you can control the, the trajectory of your career, go in the direction you, you want um, that really plays to your skills and that you will love it 
love it, your career that you're developing, you're just going to enjoy it um, and not get to the end and go, I wasted so much time. If I would have known that earlier, I would have changed some things. Yeah. That's a really great point. And I think that's, that's something that I've experienced in my life, I think, by just trying different things out and getting that experience and perspective by, you know, trying different things and, you know, working in lots of different places, different people, and just kind of trying things out to try and then, you know, find out what it is I kind of want to go into. And I think, like, sometimes people get, you know, scared of trying new things and it's like your comfort zone and that kind of thing. But I think, like, you know, the more you kind of do it, the kind of easier it becomes. But as you said, you want to try and find something that you enjoy and you have a passion for and that kind of deeper meaning behind it. Because I, I, I know, you know, like, we have to work and people, you know, have to do jobs and that kind of thing. But if you keep doing that thing and then keep, you know, keep tapping away at different things and, and, and just exploring it, you then can over time, you know, leave that thing that you might be doing to go into something else. And I think like it's, it's so important that people try and find out what makes them happy. And I think with COVID, I think people have definitely started to look at that a lot more. I think a lot of people discovered, and I know loads of people who discovered different things or left their job and this kind of thing. So like, as you said, I think a lot of it comes down to getting to know who you are, you know, kind of asking yourself certain questions probably. Um, but no, I think, I think you made some really great points. And um, I just thought to kind of like round up, do you have any kind of like um, role models or mentors growing up or now? Um, yeah, yeah, the mentors I, I look to are, are those that are entrepreneurs but successful i always call them successful leaders so they've come over they've overcome some adversity to get where they are um or or they you know they've grown a company from adversity um one of those those people that i i like to follow is called his name is michael hyatt he used to be a publisher and now he he produces uh, um his own books and that sort of thing but he you know, he wasn't a corporate job. He had issues with, with what, how it was project, uh, you know, projecting into its future. It wasn't. And then, you know, publishing books is, is, is much is shrunken over time as we get on online, but you, you have to switch. So he took over an area that was, you know, really struggling. And then he, he came up with ways and techniques to get out of that. And now he worked, he has his own company that, literally shows people how to be more productive with their time and with planners and that sort of thing. But, you know, it's, it's how his journey, you know, from, from there. And, and he's known mm. in certain, as, in certain aspects or areas of, of, of kind of let's say small to medium sized business. Um, I would also say, you know, and kind of going with the celebrity type of thing, Oprah, I just, uh, her story of how she struggled yeah. in the beginning, how people told her you don't belong here. And now she owns the here, right? She's like, oh, okay. Well, I'll just make my own way. Thank you for telling me that. And, and mm. you know, one of the stories that I saw her speak is one of the things that she said was somebody, when she moved to Chicago and they offered her her own, her own time slot against Donahue, which at the time was huge, right? How are you going to compete against the, the legend? Um, and they said, but you can, you, 
yeah, sure. You can own your show. You can own like some, you know, high, high percentage of the show. Sure. Cause they weren't mm. expecting her to succeed. Mm. Right. And, and I was like, uh-huh. So she said, I, I think every person who's underestimated me because they put me where I am. And I, to me, that hits home so much because yeah. when we talk about culture, hmm. it, to me, that comes back to that. It's every time somebody gives you a reason, no, and you're like, okay, you think I can't do it? And you absorb that and you use that as energy to go, no, I'm going to watch me. Um, yeah. Now, I don't expect that I'll be ever, ever close to an over level person, but you know, it's just that, that, but that mindset switch to, to collect all those. Oh, so you doubt me, do you? No, righty then. I'll yeah. collect that and I'll use it. You know, just use it for energy in a good way of positivity, just drives mm. you forward. So I just, <clears throat> I, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's a really great point. And I think Oprah's a really good example as well. And I'll have to check out that other guy. And um, I think that's so true. As you mentioned, you know, using that as energy and not dwelling on that and taking that, you know, absorbing and believing that, you know, oh, this is how it is then. It's kind of using that as, you know, ammunition to kind of pull yourself forward in a positive way. And I think that's something that I've definitely experienced, you know, doing you know, podcasting and kind of into going into this field, uh, you know, kind of starting out you know like in, in kind of on kind of like entrepreneurship and kind of like you know like coaching and, and podcasting like you get you know sometimes along the way certain people might say things that aren't very nice or people who kind of doubt you or may say certain things and it can be a rough road if you like let that in and i think you said you've got to take that and use it as that kind of fuel to kind of push yourself forward in a, in a positive way to kind of prove them wrong if that makes sense i think I spoke, I spoke about it with my friend on a podcast and he makes music and he said that, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, you know, use that as ammunition to prove them wrong, you know, because he, he had a lot of people yeah. tell him certain things. And I think that's what you've got to do, isn't it? And um, I was just wondering, have you got any favorite books I, that you'd like to read? I, I do I actually, <clears throat> excuse me, related to mindset. <clears throat> excuse yeah. me. Um, one is actually called Mindset by Carol Dweck, D-W-E-C-K. Um, and it, it, it shares the growth mindset and the um, scarcity mindset. And that there's two different aspects and how they play out in your life and your thought process, um, mm. how it can make a difference. So it, it's it's a um, medium sized book, you know, probably 160 some pages. So it's not too bad yeah. as far as reading. Um, and I, I think great because <laughs> I was like, what am I saying? Read Beowulf? No, nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the other one that that I really think that hits on what we were just speaking about is called Positive Intelligence, and it, uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name. It's Shirzad Charmaine, I think it's how you say his last name. And yeah, I, it it talks about the <clears throat> so the the EQ IQ and then PQ, which is your positive your personality intelligence and what you know about yourself. Because you you mentioned something a couple of seconds ago about 
taking what people give you and feeding that into your, your brain. Well, this book talks about you have your own saboteurs that set in your brain that have been fed by things that ex- you've experienced over your lifetime. Mm. And they, they become <clears throat> stronger or weaker by what they're fed. And that can, um, that creates your limiting, your limiting thoughts, your limiting beliefs. And so knowing what those are, then you, you can learn how to adjust those or keep those voices quieter. Um, as, as one of my friends <laughs> said, this is your itty bitty shitty committee that's hanging out in your brain. That's doing <laughs> stuff to you all the time. And the like, yeah. That's right. That's what they are. And I have two main ones that, that mess with me all the time. The rest are, you know, just kind of hanging there going, yeah, all right. But they're, mm-hmm. but for me, there's two. They're for other people. They're, they're, they're multiples. <clears throat> and I think he even has an online assessment that you can do really quick to see what your, your saboteurs are. But I think it's very powerful because those saboteurs take what people feed comments that people feed in. So my back to my Oprah example, mm-hmm. she wouldn't let that be the soundtrack that went into her brain she took it and it's like oh really i'm going to flip it 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 plays a different outcome for me a different result mm. and and i think that is what really helps us you know move through our difficulties and, and reach you know higher levels and potentials individually um as well as you can do it with a team it's, it's more difficult because you, you have to be super vulnerable to have that discussion with team members um, but certainly it is one of those that <clears throat> takes practice. <laughs> I was going to say, I practice, yeah. practice every day. It's like, oh, yeah. there, there that voices again, telling me no, no, no. And I'm like, mm. stop it. So yeah, yeah th- those, those would be two I would recommend together. That's awesome. And I, I really appreciate you talking about that. And I think it's so important, isn't it? You know, it's kind of like what you feed, isn't it? What you feed into and what you give most attention to is kind of what's going to kind of grow the most, isn't it? And I think they're, they're great examples. And um, yeah, you think, like I said, you have to be you know, self-aware and kind of go to that vulnerable place. And, uh, but I think like there's a lot of growth to be taken, you know, from that by kind of, you know, tuning into looking at, you know, what you're, what you're feeding into most. And yeah, um, Mm-hmm. I think like where can people find you on like you know internet, uh, website, social media, that kind of thing. Yeah, so if you want to email me directly, which is fine because I love to talk about this topic. Obviously, I mm. could talk all day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just email me at Brenda at inspiringcompanyculture.com. All one word. Um, if you want to see uh, my website, it's, a, it's still inspiringcompanyculture.com. You'll see that there's, it'll show that, you know, there's uh, workshops, there's um, um, consulting work that, that I do with companies, teams, individuals, a- a- anyway. Um, it gives you a little, little sample there, but <clears throat> certainly email me. And um, actually, if, if folks email me, I will uh, share a link for an assessment that they can do to find out what their five voices are, like their, their leadership voice yeah, uh, yeah. order is. Yeah. Uh, email me and I will send that. I will give that to you along with an explanation of, of what that is because it gives you access to a, a platform, a professional leadership development platform that explains those and kind of, it, not kind of, it definitely goes much deeper. It has, you know, hundreds of, of if not thousands of, uh, tools you can use with your team 
and I can help mm. guide folks through that. Like, this don't use that because it's a it's like Netflix with all this yeah. stuff on there. Um, you kind of need a guide <laughs> to be effective and and pick something that that fits your need. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's really great, and um, I'll definitely you know put your details in in the description as well. Uh, you know your email and things like that, and what you mentioned. Um, but you know, it's been it's been a really, really great conversation with you, and I really appreciate you know being on the podcast. And um, you know, I wish you all the best and what you're doing. It really, really means a lot. Yeah, thanks, Adam. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me having me on, and thanks for the the wonderful conversation. I think it's been great. I like I said, I could talk about this forever <laughs> because I think it's so <laughs> important and it's so powerful. It really makes a difference in people's lives. So, so thank you for mm. for bringing it to to your audience. I appreciate it. No, no, you're welcome. Welcome. And um, yeah, it's been great talking to you. And I think it's so important to think about these things. So I think a lot of people, you know, are all working in lots of different places, whether, you know, that's for themselves or for other people and different lines of work. And I think, you know, we all experience kind of these things we, we mentioned at some point. Um, I think people are very, very lucky, if, you know, if they don't kind of have issues at work or things like that but you know i think everyone can kind of relate to it in their own way and i think it's been really good but um but yeah no i wish you i wish you all the best for today and um i'll speak soon okay thank you so much take care Hi, and thank you for tuning into the Positive Podcast. I would just like to announce that I have just recently created a Facebook group for listeners and for people who would like to network with other podcasters and to network with other people who listen to the podcast as well. The link can be found in the bio of my profile as well as the bio of my episodes and the Facebook group um, is called The Positivity People. All you have to do is send an invite request and I'll accept it for you to join. I hope to see you there and have a great day. Take care. Hi, I'd like to say a massive thank you for listening to the podcast. I really hope that you was able to take some positive value away from this episode. I'm also on YouTube at The Positivity Podcast. If you would like, share and comment or subscribe, it would really help my channel to grow. I'm also a certified and accredited life coach that helps people to live a more fulfilling life and to achieve their goals. Any questions, any feedback for my podcast, you can email me at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. And any inquiries for life coaching, goal setting or mentoring, please email me also at the same email address, thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. Now, I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes. Take care.